0: So I was raised um, uh, Roman Catholic and uh, very strict um, upbringing and dysfunctional. <laughs> but um, then I became an atheist when I was 20. Um, it wasn't until my near-death experience in 2007 uh, where I became a believer. I'll just say believer because I won't lock myself into um, a religion I actually I was working out all the time doing my yoga so on and so forth and one night I came home and my stomach just it was so upset and then it, it was just pain 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 in, in my back and I was trying to do all these yoga positions trying to like calm my body but it just progressively got worse and worse throughout the night so it turned out long story short it turned out to be seat of colitis but the seat of colitis um, was treated, and after being treated, it should have been gone within three or four days. I was still having excruciating pain, so I kept complaining of pain. And I had a hospitalist tell me that you know, oh, I've given you, you know, two milligrams of morphine. I've upped it to four milligrams of morphine. I'm, I've given you all of this stuff, and uh, you shouldn't be in pain anymore. I think you're a drug seeker. And I'm laying there. Oh my gosh you know and so for the first time i heard something someone talk to me but i didn't know who it was and i heard make a scene make it big or you won't make it out so i happened to be in a catholic hospital at the time when this happened and i thought well i know how to offend catholics i just say a few things and miraculously i will offend everybody (laughs) which i did so I got the attention that I needed, and um, I fired that doctor, that hospitalist, and um, then I don't know how much time went by, but another one walked in and she looked at me and I scanned her with my eyes, and I heard something again, and I heard, you can relax, she knows what she's doing. And I'm thinking, who is telling me this? What, where is this coming from, you know? So then I just, she looked at me, did a a test, and it turned out I was in kidney failure. So it was so bad because for days they let me drag on where they didn't um, identify what it was that I was dealing with. So um, yeah, then they got me to dialysis. And as it turns out, it took them a number of days to figure out I have a rare autoimmune disease that kicks in um, to women primarily uh, in their mid to late 30s, which is where I was. So um, that's how it started. And um, it got to a point where I just went into my near-death experience. I like closed my eyes, and I was told I could relax. Um, I remember walking uh, through the clouds... Um, And I remember it looking like earth. So there was the grass, there were trees, there were the clouds in the sky. It was like 72 degrees, sunny. And there's Jesus standing under this tree and he's waiting for me. And I looked at him and I was so surprised. I was like, oh my gosh, you really do exist. And he looked at me and he laughed and he extended his arms out. And then, you know, it was like, okay, I can come forward and give him a hug. And so he gives me a hug. And then he says, come on, I've got a lot of work to do with you. And I said, I know you're dealing with me, you know? So um, he took me to meet my other guides and my other guides were Archangel Michael, El Mother Mary and St. Germain. And we went into this golden capsule and I had to watch my life review and so they were it was like you know i swear to you it was like a therapist you're standing there you're watching every single second of your life and then any any happy times traumatic times anything they would pause it and say okay how do you feel right here and then you i heard what the other person was thinking so it was so complex and i was like compounded with emotion not just for me but from the other person in the scene or the other people that were in the circumstance with me or situation, whatever it was. So um, it was really amazing. And then after I had um, uh, witnessed my life review, at the very end, they said, okay, how do you feel right now? And I just stood there and I said, this too shall pass. And I don't remember what they were referring to when they asked me how I was feeling. But when I said, this too shall pass, they said, oh, you've got it. And so I thought, okay, you know, and then the next thing that I remember is being taken into another golden capsule and these cherubs, they don't talk, um, they're all gold and they were fluttering around and they were just, it's like, they, well, it was like a white robe, okay? so or a toga uh, is what i say and then they put a gold it was a white stole over me and it had um like gold in it and then there was a little earth emblem down at the bottom which meant visitor that was their code for visitor and um and then all of a sudden archangel michael walked in and i was like oh my god you know (laughs) and i already feel horrible i I used some foul language <laughs> in heaven. I won't use it on here, but I did because that's who I was fresh off earth. And um, and he looked at me and he started talking to me and he was very kind. And he's black, by the way. And he's gorgeous. I mean, he's just absolutely beautiful with this long hair to like his shoulders and it's wavy and thick. And these beautiful, I can't remember it's like his eyes changed you know I saw him with blue eyes I saw him with like these like uh almost a light hazel I don't know how to um describe it and um I remember he was so kind to me and had uh just this feeling of unconditional love and I'd never felt that before so I looked at him and I started crying and he says Megan why are you crying and I said, because I've been so mean to you guys, I've called you all these names from earth, which I will edit right now. And I said, um, I, you know, I can't believe I'm here in heaven, that you and Jesus have been so nice to me. And he says, Megan, I'm not here to judge you. I'm here to love you. And so I was like, oh my gosh, feeling even worse. So he um, put up his right hand and the, uh, a white beam of light came out and was hitting my soul, which is right in the chest area between the breastbone. And, um, he was saying the Aramaic version of Psalm 91. And so I was like, wow, what is this? So after he did that, then he took me out of the capsule and then there were my other guides. And then we all started walking toward temple. So I had no idea what was happening, zero. And they said, come on, others are waiting to meet you. And I said, there are people waiting to meet me? And they didn't say who, and I said yes, or they said yes, and I said, okay. And so um, there there was a little cherub in one, on each side of this huge temple, and it was white and like these little decks. And then these cherubs were playing these golden trumpets. um, And it was the announcement that I was coming. And so I'm watching this just like, I'm absolutely beside myself because I was such an atheist. So Jesus goes and opens up the door. And then I think the other three or four um, guides went in and then I went in after them. And then Jesus came in behind me. And so I watched my other guides sit down at this golden table, and there was one chair left. Well, actually two. And so Jesus came up to my left and pulled out the chair and that I was to sit in. And I sat down, and then he sat down to my left. And to my right was Archangel Michael, and then it was Archangel Gabriel, Archangel Raphael. I mean, oh, there were 27 archangels. I can't even remember them. Archangel Azrael, Archangel... Um, gosh, who were they all, Zadkiel. Um, There were so many. And then to Jesus's left was God, but I didn't know who this guy was. So I'm sitting there and he just starts talking and I'm sitting there and I'm like, who is this guy? What's he talking about? Why are all these people listening to him? You know, I had no idea what was going on. It felt amazing to be in this space absolutely amazing. All I could feel was love and welcoming. That's all I could feel. But I was I'm sitting there wondering who is this guy? And all of a sudden he said, "And Megan will be going back to earth." And in my head alone, I said, "Oh f," you know. And I didn't say it out loud. And he god stopped talking and he looked at me and he says, oh f is right megan and he said be careful what you wish for because i hear those too and then i flashed back on my catechism days and growing up in the roman catholic church and i went oh my gosh so that was the moment that i knew it was god and then i said oh your holiness um you know i can't remember like all these ways in which i was trying to stumble over getting you know my apology through to get his forgiveness and so he smiled and he says i've already forgiven you and i was like oh okay good you know and then he says megan we just want you to be yourself and everybody was watching me and i sat there and i was real comfortable with god at that moment and i put my arm up on the golden chair that i was sitting in and i i slouched down and i said well <laughs> then okay, fine, I'll just be myself, you know? And um, everybody started laughing. So there were messages um, that were given to me and I had to walk around the table 77 times because there were 77 of us, but I don't remember every message. I just remember some of the really, uh, the ones that I remember for some reason I'm supposed to remember even to this day. Um, Like one was, When I got around to White Eagle, um, my grandmother, when I was a teenager, had given me this little book called The Quiet Mind by White Eagle. And um, I knew that he had poetry. So uh, he looked at me and he said, Megan, he says, when you come across um, a white feather, it's not a tribal thing. He says, I want you to think about it. Are you doing or are you being? I have never forgotten that Jeff. I, I looked at him like, oh my gosh, I got to answer right now. And then I didn't say anything and he could see like the concern on my face. Like I wanted to answer it correctly. And he says, no, no, don't answer it now. He says, just, just think about it. Just think about it. So there were other messages that came out in that um, time in there. And then um, there was one point when I remember I had the opportunity to go through this giant wooden door and I looked back at God and the table, everybody sitting at the table and I said, so you mean to tell me if I go through this door, I can go into heaven and I don't have to go back to earth anymore? And they all said in unison, yes, with a smile on their face. And I looked at them all and I said, well." now my Catholic guilt is kicking in. I said, forget it. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to go back as you've all instructed me to do. And they all started laughing because I was keeping it light and, you know, I was taking them seriously, but I was trying to make a joke too. But anyway, so yeah. And then I went into heaven and there were, um, different things that happened in there too. Um, as a matter of fact, that was just the beginning. So, it meant if I went through that wooden door, that meant that I quote unquote died. Well, nobody dies. You you think you're gonna die because it's so earth, it's such an earth term, I promise you. But um, nobody dies. So had I gone through that wooden door, I would have stayed there in heaven and I would not be alive on earth right now. However, I stayed there with them inside temple and continued talking to God and Goddess and all of these other souls. And then they took me into um, heaven. So I was brought in as a guest and I got to experience um, meetings with uh, different um, people. I'll say people because they look like people, you know? Although heaven is not a bunch of people that look like you and I, I mean, there are The ones that look like people, like God looks like a person. Jesus looks like Jesus. Okay, so they all look like people sitting at the table with me. But then there are other souls from other planets that go there. So it's kind of like the bar scene in Star Wars. So that's what heaven's like, you know? That's all I can think of is the bar scene in Star Wars, which I think George Lucas was just so, like, tapped into something that the rest of us didn't know about. But now, having been there, I'm like, oh, yeah, Star Wars. I was taken back to a tent and inside the tent, it was the tent that I was staying in, okay? So they had me like, that was my room while I was there. So they had me staying in this tent and it was purple on the inside. It was this beautiful royal purple and um, it was huge. And there was this table of, um, it was a very, very long table because all of the archangels that were In temple with me, they were sitting at this table as well, and then everybody who I just mentioned was sitting at the table, and we were all we all started talking, and all of a sudden, all of these cherubs start flying in um, from the exterior of the tent, and the whole room starts to light up, and there were three hundred cherubs, and all of a sudden walks in Prophet Muhammad, and I met him in in temple in, when I very first got to heaven. So here he is again and I'm thinking, wait, why are you here? Oh wow, so we all stood up, you know, and we bowed and then he he gently did that, telling us to sit down. And then he looked directly at me and he said, Megan, when you go back, I want you to tell everyone that I am constantly praying for the Middle East I have never stopped being there for them. I am there for everyone, even including me, okay? Including you. So he prays for everybody. And so I looked at him and he he gives me these messages. And then I respectfully asked him, why do you want me to tell this message? I don't understand. I'm not, I'm, I, I don't know anything about your teachings. I grew up Catholic, like, in California, you know, what am I supposed to do? Uh, And he said to me, I have my ways. And he said, just tell everybody I love them. And I thought, okay, I can do that, you know? So after he left the tent, then all of the angels followed him. And then we all sat around quiet. I mean, you could hear a pin drop in that moment. And then somebody started talking and I think it was I'm trying to remember. I don't remember which one started talking first, but all of a sudden um Freddie Mercury or oh, no no no, it was Marvin Gaye and he said, you know, he said, "I wish, Megan, that you would go back and talk about the um the civil rights movement and being black in that period of time and how difficult it was for me and others and how we were spat on and all of this stuff. So it felt like it was becoming this political thing, right? Or I'm not political. So I'm like sitting there going, okay, why would you be telling me? I I, like, I don't understand, you know? But each one of these souls told me their struggles and trauma as a human on earth. And so for Marvin Gaye and Rick James, Ella Fitzgerald, Cole Porter, every single one of them talked about the civil rights movement and what it was like to be black and how they were totally unfairly treated and how they were, uh, I mean, the stories were just like, it was the saddest, it was the saddest thing, you know, to hear. And then I remember... Freddie Mercury piping in and saying, You know, it wasn't easy for me to transition during the height of my career from being a heterosexual to a homosexual. And, you know, and he goes into how he felt and that he had a message for his then partner who was with him when he passed and that he always loved him, you know, and that he was so grateful that he was in his life. And then Billy Barty, who I'd met a couple of times, once as a kid and then again as an adult. um, But years before this near-death experience happened to me and he said you know it was very difficult being from the 1920s I'd be walking around with my parents and people would look at me and laugh and say you know oh look at the funny little man and things like this and I, I was just I mean I was crying when I was sitting there and every one of them wanted their message to get out and so I I felt like this Huge responsibility was being put on to me to speak for them and they said Megan you have nothing to worry about You can see there's nothing to fear and they said we we don't want to reincarnate to go back and um, Give this message go back and tell them the message is love Love is what it is. This is what generates the energy and the creation of everything, you know so that's um, what I'm to do. And going back to sitting in temple, um, God ordered me to write a book, which I only just last year published and got out. I mean, because I got another visit from heaven. I've been getting visits since 2007. Um, They just show up, you know, and um, the last visit was you have until November. So literally on 11, 11, 22, that's when my book was published. (laughs) I didn't plan it, you know, so, but yeah, there were um, beautiful, beautiful souls um, and beautiful messages from each of them. There was that concert, there was a going away party that they did for me. Um, God put these on for me. And, you know, I guess, I mean, I didn't believe in him. I can say that. I even questioned him in the Roman Catholic church I mean, like, who is this God thing? I mean, what is this all about? So then one day after my near-death experience, I'm, this is like a couple years after, I'm sitting at home and I'm watching um, National Geographic and up comes the picture of God. And I'm like, what? And they said, and this this is the face of Jesus. And it was the Shroud of Turin. And I'm laying there and I'm going, that's not Jesus. That's God, you know? And so... His eyes were not open because he was showing disappointment in, um, you know, Jesus being murdered and Jesus was the highest frequency of love on earth, just as prophet Muhammad was. So they were equal in their ranks just at different periods of time. There were so many other things that happened. Um, so I remember I was standing in a circle. There was a circle of, um, ascended masters and saints and archangels standing around me and then there were cherubs fluttering around. And I was crying because I didn't wanna go back to earth and they were all telling me, you have to to go back now. You have more work to do. And I said, I don't wanna go back. I just wanna stay here. And they said, no, you can't. You can't now, you have to go back or you're gonna have to reincarnate. Oh, that's right. Reincarnation, I'm not gonna reincarnate again. No way. I started crying and then each one of them put up their right hands, you know, at different times with different messages to me. And I don't remember the messages, but they were, they were short and sweet and filled with love. And they were um, doing the white flame from their hand onto my soul. And so then I stopped crying. And then I remember I was taken with Jesus and St. Germain. Um, I, I don't know how far the distance was where we walked. But then we wound up under this olive tree. And um, so Saint Germain sat down and he was sitting in the shade and Jesus and I were standing talking. And you know Jesus looked at me and he says, okay, well, you have to go back now. And I said, Jesus, I don't wanna go back. I, I really, I cannot stand the thought of having to go back to earth. I said, I've never felt more love in my life. I just wanna stay here. And he said, well, and then he did this, like, you know, I'm sure it's like Jesus psychology 101, where there was this little headshot picture of my then husband and my son. And my son was four years old at the time. And, um, and both of them said in unison, telepathically, don't go, we need you. And so then I looked at Jesus and I said, oh my gosh, my son needs me. I have to go back. And he goes, okay, well, you got to go back. So I said, okay. And then I gave him a hug and I started to leave. And um, as I'm walking down this dirt road, I, had to, I knew that I had to go to this um, shack. There was this wooden shack and I had to take my um, robe off and the stole and put it in a wicker basket so they could, I don't know if that was like their laundry drop off point or whatever, um, but I dropped it off in there. So I had to go walking back into my body and out from, so to my left, was this like field of flowers and tall grass. And then there were trees behind it and Prophet Muhammad and all of the angels started walking toward me again. And so we, I, I went over to him as he's walking, like he's walking this way and I'm walking forward. So we meet. Oh, I can't remember what he said, but then I looked at him and I said, I have to go back. And he said, I know. And I said, I don't wanna go back. And he said, Megan, you're gonna be fine. He said, my hand is always at your back. I will always be there and giving you love and protecting you. And then I had to keep going. So as I walked down the road more, then I had to go through the clouds at some point. And then I woke up in my body. And I remember I, there was a nurse there um, and I looked at her and I just said, I just, I, I just saw Jesus because that's what I remembered immediately. So it was, yeah, then I was back in my body. But since then, I've gotten numerous visits from Jesus, from Archangel Michael, from God, from Goddess, all at the same time, sometimes just one at a time. Um, One time it was me in the clouds with everybody who is in temple at the golden table. So the golden table was in the clouds and God was there and all of the cherubs and archangels and stuff. It was really amazing. And they had messages for me every time.